0: I've got a story that'll leave you fuming. Or not. You might not have any response to it at all, but let's hope. Fingers crossed. Off we go. Hello there, and welcome to Date Fight Ultralight, the <laughs> podcast which looks at the most exciting things to have happened on this day in history. Didn't you used to have a format, you say? I agree, we did. But right now, it's, I'm just going to tell you a little story about something that happened on the 12th of September in the past, and you yourselves can come to the decision as to whether or not it was the best thing to ever happen on this day. I think we may have some submissions from you, which I'll check out later on. But what I think is the most important thing Have happened on the 12th of September, was the 12th of September 1919. Gabriele D'Annunzio marched into Fiume. Fiume was a port on the Adriatic, it was half Italian, half Croatian. And after the end of the First World War, having come out on the victorious side, whereas the Austro Hungarian Empire had come out on the losing side, the Italians thought that the city of Fiume should probably go to them. However, the other victorious powers at the Treaty of Versailles, at the the Paris Peace Conference, uh, didn't think so, and they said no. No, you can't have that. Which upset lots of Italians. Mussolini said of the uh, Peace Conference, we went to the Table of Peace and got nothing but the crumbs. And so this little city on the Dalmatian coast, which was almost Italian, but not quite, sat there as a stinging bubo and a rebuke to all proud Italians who thought that should be ours and we fought our war for... I mean, actually, you didn't. I mean, you started on the other side. You did switch to the winning side towards the end. But it's not the same, is it? Does that count? Apparently it does. Um, so Gabriele D'Annunzio, who was a poet and an aviator, he was the sexiest man in Italy, apparently, which is odd if you look at photos of him because he because he looks a bit like... Um, the stereotype of a bank manager who has an enormous wife who shouts at him a lot when he comes home every day um, and he sits in silence till he goes to his job where he has wonderful fantasies of committing mass murder. But apparently he was the sexiest man in all of Europe. He was a poet uh, and he loved war. He loved talking about war. He liked writing poems about war. He didn't like doing war necessarily. But, um, I mean, he did participate uh, in the Air Force, uh, but he, he loved a good war. He loved it in the way that most people who don't do much warring love war. Oh, I can't get enough of it. Anyway, while he was feeling quite ill one day. And while he was on his sickbed, he decided, I'm going to invade Fiume on my own. So he told all the people who liked his poetry, come with me. and We will invade Fiume on our own. So they went. They stole some army trucks um, from nearby and they walked along the road. And an Italian general who was uh, on the road said, no, you must go back the other way. And uh, we get the feeling he didn't say it particularly enthusiastically. We're like, stop. Oh, no, please don't go any f- further past. Oh, no, don't ignore me. Do- certainly don't continue doing exactly what you were doing. Oh, I have been ignored. It, was, it seems like that. So he said, don't go any further. And Danucci said, uh, shoot me then. And shoved out his chest. And he said, pointed and said, shoot me right there and all my medals. And he showed all his medals off. And so then he got back into his Fiat Tipo 4. Uh, and drove in Fiume and said uh, I own this now, this is mine this is the. Uh, this is Fiume this is Nolo, this is Italian now uh, this is Italian Fiume uh, he had lots of schoolboys who went with him who wrote to the Austro-Hungarian Empire saying you better stay out otherwise we'll be really cross uh, the Italian Navy uh, was again meant to be disapproving of this and was meant to be blockading the harbour uh, they did it so effectively that they quite often ferried people in for parties and Fiume became a place where you pretty much you could do what if you liked was known for drugs and sex and booze and parties and poetry and all sorts of crazy sexy things uh, Fiume, uh called it the first futurist city and his slogan for the city was "Menefrego," I don't give a damn he was known for long rambling speeches and crazy outfits and standing on balconies and shouting a lot um and there was a newspaper editor in Milan, who took a lot of notice of this, who was uh, known as Benito Mussolini. Denuncio, however, didn't want Mussolini's support. He said to him that he was disappointed Mussolini hadn't overthrown the government in Rome. Um, He said any other country, even Lapland, would have overthrown that man. And he wrote a long letter to Mussolini to publish in his newspaper saying how disappointed he was uh, that Mussolini was rubbish and hadn't uh, taken matters into his own hands uh mussolini did publish the letter, but he took out all the nasty references to him before he did it eventually denuncio was kicked out of Fiume at christmas 1920 um and the reason i think this was the most important thing to have happened on the 12th of september is that it taught mussolini um that you shouldn't be afraid to look ridiculous it taught him about um, adopting uh squads of people with strange rituals it taught him that, about the theatrical aspect to fascism and also, that you should essentially just march into cities whenever you wanted, and led, I would say, pretty directly to the March on Rome a couple of years later. And I believe the. And in, in as much as that informed Nazism, and that informed many of the right wing movements of the 1930s, but I think it still does to this day. What D'Annunzio did in Fiume was prove that nationalism is entirely palatable to most people as long as you mix it with a nominal libertarianism, good humour, use of poetry and doing things in a slightly amusing way and if any country could learn something from that right now it's us so do we have any submissions from you let's have a look we oh we do Gemma has sent one saying She thinks the most important thing to have happened on the 12th of September was the 12th of September 1909, ten years earlier, when German chemist Fritz Hoffmann filed a patent for the first synthetic rubber, enabling the insanely polluting and all-round bad idea car-centric culture we know and love today. Hmm, that's an interesting one. I... yes, it does to a certain extent, but cars already existed, rubber already existed, in fact, the ways of extracting rubber before that We're, of course, having King Leopold of Belgium uh, cutting off people's hands in the Congo because they weren't producing enough rubber from rubber trees. So I think... Is it more important? I mean, probably in terms of the way we live our lives day to day now, it is. But it doesn't have a Fiat Tipo 4. It may have enabled the Fiat Tipo 4. Ah, I've lost again. This is... well done Gemma. well done well done well done well done so if you want to win tomorrow why don't you find something that happened on the 13th of september and submit it via the twitter which is at date underscore fight via the facebook which is facebook.com forward slash date fight via mm, a five-star review on itunes that would be lovely uh put it in there i will definitely read that um or put it in underneath your patreon donation or your ko-fi 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 donation uh so it's patreon.com forward slash pay no not forward slash patreon don't give money to them forward slash date fight or ko also forward slash date fight anyway that's all the ways you can get in touch or indeed continue to support the podcast it's been lovely to have you today and i hope to speak to you again tomorrow see you then bye